This is JMJ Real Talk with Josh, Maria, and Jolene. Welcome back. This is episode 34, Creating Structures at the Beginning of a School Year. Why are structures important? Wow. Well, they can make or break you, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have them in place, your year is not going to run as smoothly as if you had structures. Well, they set the tone for your school year. So if you start without structures and then try to implement them later, it doesn't usually end well. It can be done, but it's it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle battle so uphill both ways in the snow <laughs> yes with in no Pelanton, shoes on that is a possibility i think <laughs> i i think that it helps you having structures help you but they also help kids because mm-hmm. it, it provides predictability whether that is like a, a classroom schedule or a space to go and for calming yourself or for i don't know even how to use the bathroom appropriately like signs and posters and and all of those things that it gives the kids an opportunity to be the best they can be because we're providing them with that support, that structural support. Well, and it's those reminders in the classroom that you don't have to repeat over and over and over all day. You can just say, look at the poster. Structures never get tired of repeating directions, but let me tell you, a kindergarten teacher does. (laughs) Well, and I think, I, you know, because we're we're on summer break right now. And, And towards the end of summer, when this podcast comes out. And so, when we in school those structures that we have as a teacher kind of go away and then summer hits and we're like ah to be without structures but then it's like by the time august hits you're like gosh i wish i had more structure (laughs) this summer i'm ready to go back to work my fiance and i just talked about this a, a couple weeks ago uh how when the kids are off of school it's like we wake up when we want to we go to bed when we want to you know both of the parents being teachers and it's a free for all it's a free for all and so then you know guess what happens when structure goes out the window uh behaviors increase increase, (laughs) which then it not just the children but the adults as well it makes me lose my ever-loving mind Mm -hmm. um and then i'm no longer conscious i'm Mm -hmm. reactive and nobody wants me to be reactive right Right. But I, I feel like even as adults, we need those structures. And because I don't want to feel like I did last August when I was like, oh, man, I wish I would have had a little bit more structure in my summer. I, yeah. I've gained 10 more pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did you got to bring that up? Yeah. Because yeah. I have to start working on it. Yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we again all? Again and again. Okay. But, but. You know, summer vacation is not the time to work on that because <laughs> that's when, you know, pool days are happening and, you know, barbecues. And, and so really you got to wait till the fall. But then the fall hits and then Christmas well, is coming and Thanksgiving and Halloween. There's always an excuse. The diet always starts tomorrow. Which is fine. And then I, tomorrow I'm never okay comes. With that. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow always comes, but the diet may not. That's why I said that tomorrow. How, how can structures help make the beginning of your school year run smoothly? Well, that's all I teach when my, my first few weeks of school are structures. This is how you put your Chromebook away. This is how you take out your math book. This is where you hand in your done work for math. This is where you put it for reading. This is how we sharpen our pencils. You I have mean, separate baskets for all of that? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, it's that would have been a good thing to know. It makes it makes correct. I gave you a bunch of baskets. What'd you do with them? There's the guilt. <laughs> there we go. Back to episode 32 guilt and episode 9 I think I might have. Well, I think I even shit on you. 
I think I did. Wow, episode yeah. seven. You're hitting just all of them today as yeah. we, as we uh, begin this one. <laughs> but really, I, I mean, I spent really the first two weeks just building those structures because in the long run, it's going to make my life easier. And the structure of classroom jobs, I think, is something that's key for me. I think of things that I don't want to do myself and I make that a classroom job. And then I have to teach that structure so that when the phone rings, my operator goes over the phone. Hello, Miss Hudson's class. <laughs> How may I help you? So kind of a funny story about that. Just and it's kind of a rabbit trail, but I'm going to go down it anyway. Go for it. Uh, so I have a secretary in my classroom. Yes. Operator. T- same thing. You know, yes. she she goes and answers the phone or he if it's a boy. This year it was a girl. And um, uh, so after school one day, my fiance was like, oh, my gosh, I called so and so today and they had a student answer the phone and that just really irritates me when a student (laughs) answers the phone and I just looked at her with wide eyes and I was like was it my classroom you called (laughs) she goes no why and I go because I have a student who answers my phone too and she's like are you serious I'm like well you teach second grade you can't have a second grader answering the phone oh well but learning phone skills is key because I remember calling people and a little kid will answer and all you hear is And you're like, uh... That's not how you answer it. <laughs> no. That's, that's how I taught them to answer it. It was like, <sighs> Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I mean, just having that, like, okay, this is when you, this is how you pick up the phone. This is what you're going to say in the phone. You're going to say what classroom you're in. You're going to greet them. And you're going to ask them how you can help them. So then we had to move from, from you know, how to do all of that right. to, no, you may not hip check me to get to the phone <laughs> because right. I'm standing right next to it. Like, right. you know, there's some, there's some you know, See? levels there. Structure. <laughs> that structure needs to be in place. But I think that is something that you have to build build in your your schedule those first couple of weeks because it is so important because once they learn whether it's how to line up or how to you know find a pencil that's been sharpened once you have those structures in place the rest of your life as a teacher will be so much easier in episode 15 we talked about routines and i think that a lot of times structures and routines get get confused right uh what is the difference between a structure and a routine. Well, I feel like the structure is like the overall umbrella. And so you have this these structures in your classroom, but you can also have routines or you can have schedules or you can have uh, class jobs or you can have a place where people go when they're upset. Those are the structures, but routine is just like a little part of that. So structure or stru- routines are kind of how do I get to that place and what do I do when I'm there? Yes. Where the structure is the place or the thing itself. Yes. And so when we have those pieces, we're able to fully have a classroom that runs by itself. I don't know how many subs that I've had this last school year that have said to me, I don't even need to be here. Like your classroom just runs itself. And that's because of the structures that are put in place. You know, in Pendleton, we're really lucky that we have about two, two and a half weeks usually. And then we have a week off. And that's when our Pendleton Roundup is. And it's really nice because we can teach all those structures and routines those first two, two and a half weeks. And then we have a week off. We come back, we review everything, and then we jump into academics. The definitely review. 
the part. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we're going to talk about reviewing here in just a little bit, but we have to, we have that opportunity. And the cool thing is, is that really the first two weeks of school, you're not doing academics anyways. You're building a classroom family. You're building connections, connections. You're building all of these things so that you can have a classroom that when you have a sub comes in and they're like, well, this is the easiest sub job ever, you know, because everybody's doing what they're, what's expected of them. Everybody has a job. Everybody's doing what they need to do. And so if we can spend those first two weeks, and I have to tell you, even if we didn't have that week off, I would still take that time because it helps you in the long run. Mm -hmm. If you have kids who have high skills, so we were talking earlier about our secretary or our operator, that's somebody who's outgoing. That's somebody who has no problem talking to adults. You're not going to put your shy kid on a phone at Mm -hmm. first because your shy kid's going to (laughs) answer and go... Yeah. Hi, hi, this is, is, you know. Or just be like, hello, and then not say anything else. Yeah. And then you're like, can I speak to your teacher? And then they're like, and there's like nothing but dead air. It's like, are you still there? Crickets. Did something happen to you? Yeah. And so we're, we're pairing that up. And so those are the structures and the routines and and we're going to kind of go back and forth. So if you haven't listened to episode 15, I do encourage you after listening to episode 34, go back and listen to episode 15 and just kind of see how you can kind of compare what your structures are versus your routines. How do they come together to be able to make a classroom that truly runs by itself? Well, and even as adults, we like to have that structure you know, in routines, because, you know, if you go to a conference or you go somewhere, you go to a store that you've never been to before, mm. it's like, okay, where's the line? Where do I go? It do, sucks do I when they rearrange in? the store. Where's the bathroom? Well, you know, and it's like, are we going to take a break? When's lunch? You know, well, <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> that's an important question. When and, is lunch? Well, that's, we're all about food. <laughs> But it's, it's kind of like when you go to an airport. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I've traveled with you guys a little bit. But when I go to an airport, which I spend a lot of time in an airport lately. But when I go to an airport, if I have two hours, a uh, two-hour layover, it doesn't matter w- how long of a layover I have. I'm going to go from gate A to gate mm-hmm. C just to see where my gate is mm-hmm. before I go to the bathroom or get lunch or get dinner or get mm-hmm. whatever. Because I need that structure of how do I get there so that in the event how long is it going to take me to get there in the event that dinner or lunch takes longer than I anticipate how far do I have to run because I don't run yeah that airport (laughs) in Minnesota (laughs) when we went oh my gosh that airport went on forever so but that's the thing is like if we create those structures you know maps are as a form of a structure it's a structure of how do I get from point A to point B and those are the kinds of things that we're talking about what are structures that you teach at the beginning of the year oh well I already talked about class jobs I everyone in my classroom has a job so those are definitely the structures I teach and that is something that came from conscious discipline yes. um, as a as a structure that they have created as that social emotional learning program yeah and and it is life-changing like I before I would just have the teacher helper and they had to do everything <laughs> I would run them ragged they had to do everything really because it was like oh you know or, and the, I, or the star student or yeah whatever yeah. It may be. yeah and I, I mean they even were like the line leader I mean they did all of the jobs and what I was creating I was not creating a class family when you want to create a class family and have everyone feel like they're have some part in the job and I I do it to where like oh this is going to be your job and it is like the most important okay here's the next job oh no this one's most this one's really important too so if you don't show up for this we're not going to be able to function and so it kind of gives them that the sense of self-worth where they have to 
be there or it's going to fall apart. You know, I have an electrician, which is my light person in the classroom. And we've taught with the lights off all day long because my electrician didn't show up for work. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And 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 the next day when he was there, the whole class was like, we had to do our work without lights on. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Well, he could have turned them on. No, we could not have his job. On. You know, and, it, and yeah. it's that it's like it creating that family piece and creating that that structure of every person is needed and wanted in our classroom. Yeah. We all belong. And then, you know, I, I talked about the different baskets I have. I yeah. I, for me, for me, it creates a structure for me because it's like, I'm going to create, I'm going to grade all of the reading assignments. Wait, you grade your work too? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to grade all the math assignments. For those of you who don't know me, I'm kind of sarcastic. So yes. I do know a lot he of He doesn't this, grade. Just don't, don't, don't be fooled. Don't, don't, don't be fooled. Don't. But for me, the structures that I, I build in my classroom are not just for the students, but they're also for me to make my life easier. See, and that's, I, I flip it. Those structures are solely for me yeah i allow the children to help me with them because <laughs> right. it helps to ease the workload on me yeah and so i think that that's kind of my selfish thing is like i'm gonna do this for me and i need your help with it and that's kind of going back to um episode 33 the calling for help destigmatizing calling for help is that i'm gonna show the kids that even as a teacher i can't do everything so let me ask for help in this instance it might be your own self-care episode 29 too <laughs> Honestly, yeah, if I can get them to grade their own tests, that'd be <laughs> even better. But I, f- I feel also it helps with stress in the classroom, too, for students. If they know that there are structures and that you do things a certain way, it lowers that anxiety level that they might have mm-hmm. about being in your classroom. Well, and I, I look at my sub plans from seven years ago when I first started teaching and they were like a post-it note. Was no, it they were <laughs> like 20, 30 pages long. Oh, my God. For one day. Yeah. And now I write a slideshow presentation and the very first slide says the students know what to do they know the structures if you need a reminder talk to whoever my teaching assistant is yeah and not not an adult teaching assistant it's my student teaching assistant who just knows how to do everything right and and if things start to go crazy have that person remind let you know what it is i don't have everything typed out for them there's not a need there because if we do it consistently if that routine of using that structure is consistent kids just do it right it's kind of like if I ever got into the habit or the routine of going to the gym every day after school, I wouldn't need a reminder to bring my workout clothes because it was already a habit to grab the bag on my way out. Mm -hmm. But if I only go to the gym, you know, once every three years, (laughs) that could be your routine or your structure. Then I might need need a little bit more structure. I might need to purchase some (laughs) new workout clothes just to leave in the car for the once in a while I go to the gym. So uh, when do you review structures? Oh, anytime there's After a break. A break. <laughs> or even three days. If you have a three-day weekend, you do it then. You do it every single day. Even on a weekend. Like yeah. just a regular weekend. Yeah. Or just so that week. I, I don't teach on the weekend, but... <laughs> You know, I, I, I think it, it's it's interesting. We we talk about how setting aside time for math and reading and writing and mm-hmm. even social emotional health, but we don't set aside time for creating and, and teaching and reviewing structures and routines. Mm-hmm. But if we did, and, and I'm not talking about from 8 to 8.20, you're going to review all routines of your classroom because to no. me, that's pointless. No. If I only do it once Throughout a day, day, if I do it once a day, the kids aren't going to hold on to it except for that one time a day. But if I truly pause my math lesson because 12 kids just got up and screamed their heads off to go get their books and the routine is and the, the routine is that they go and walk over and come mm-hmm. back then we're going to pause we're going to practice it we're going to talk about the importance of why it's done this way and 
and why that structure is put in place. Yeah. And I, and I feel like you can't, you can't just wait. It has to be right in the moment. It's kind of yeah. like when the dog, you know, when you're potty training a dog, you can't like two hours later, you know, discipline it. They're not going to remember. Same with kids. Well, and you know, if everything is supposed to be in a folder inside of their basket, inside their desk, and Johnny pulls out his basket and there's nothing inside of any of the folders and it's all crumbled up in the back of the desk, we're going to take that moment to go through each paper and say, oh, this is a reading paper. It goes in your blue folder. Ooh, this is science. It goes in your red folder. This is writing. This is a writing rubric that I gave you that for the activity we're working on. We're working on an activity. Yes, we're working on a <laughs> writing activity. This goes in your <laughs> yellow folder. You know, we're going to talk about that and review yes. that structure in the moment because if I wait or I say, you know what, I'm going to take away recess and you got to clean up your desk, Johnny's not going to know where those papers go because he hasn't used that structure all along. But if I review it, if I pause the whole class and review it with Johnny, Susie's going to get it too and Susie's going to go, ooh, I can help Ooh, with yeah. this. You know, I, I need help with this too. Well, and I, and you mentioned having like a slideshow too. I feel like that is a structure for not just you, but, or the sub, but it's also for the kids as well. For me, it's so helpful because then it's like, oh, I don't have to remember all parts of the structures that I've created because it's kind of like that visual reminder because kids need the visual reminder. Well, if we even talk about like our classroom schedule. Yes. This last year, our schedule school-wide changed so much, I could never get a classroom schedule printed and created fast enough because the schedule changed so mm -hmm. frequently. And that was not anybody's fault in particular. That was just welcome to coming back after two years of COVID pandemic mm -hmm. and, and trying to fit in all the needs of, of every kid. And so we worked really hard to, to do that. But my kids constantly were like, okay, it's nine o'clock. What do we do at nine o'clock? You know, and I'm like, oh, it's up on my computer. Well, we can't see what's on your computer. And so had I been able to create that structure of printing it out, putting it on the board and being able to go, they would have been more successful in knowing what was coming and what was going to what already happened and what was coming in the future there's a stu there's a, a classroom that i pushed in and they put their schedule on magnets so they can just move it so even though this might not be the same they can just move stuff around and that seemed to really help instead of printing out i know you love to make things pretty well and i i like to print it out because for me it's that routine Right. of flipping over the day and I make it I do right. make it color coordinated so that things that we do on Monday are all red and I did this in kindergarten because we were learning colors and so the kids knew that on red it was art day and so everything that was art would go in the red folder and everything we did on Mondays would go in the red folder everything we did on Tuesdays would go in the orange folder and so on yeah and so for for little kids it worked really well mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to do that as much in fourth grade they already know their colors hopefully and they're able to kind of move <laughs> move on well, a little bit missed two years of school that might have been the lesson they didn't get and do you feel that with younger kids do you have to review the structures more often than with older kids uh i don't think so i think i think they all need it i really do because whether they're three or they're 13 i <laughs> i i feel like i have to review them more with older kids than i yeah. do younger kids because younger kids they don't have their preconceived ideas of well I know a better organization style than you do so I'm not going to follow <laughs> that fourth right. graders have the attitude of you think that me putting this in my red folder is going to be helpful to me but really I'm going to just shove it in the math book because math and math go together you know yeah. but really it's like well now we're on page 37 and your paper's on page two and now you can't find it 
Yeah. So let's put it in the red folder so we can keep going. And so I feel like I had to review structures um, a lot more with my fourth graders than I had to with my kindergartners. Now in saying that, I am coming into fourth grade after two years of, well, a year and a half of distance learning and kids don't know. I mean, kids have for two almost two years have had had to manage their own materials and their own supplies. It could be different next year. And my and my structures are different than their last year teacher's structures. So it's always something that it doesn't matter how old they are. It it's a continuation. It, the process just continues. What structures do you find helpful over your teaching career? Some of the organizational pieces for me. Yes. It's the you know I like to try and keep all kids. This year I was not good about it just because learning a new curriculum, learning what tests to give when, and learning all of that in the grade level. Everything ended up just in a basket. Like I graded it, showed kids, put it in my grade book, and then it went in a basket. What I did in kindergarten though was I would grade it and I'd sort it into their own file so that when I had conferences, I could pull out that kid's file. And if there was any question about, okay, why did they get this certain grade? I could just be like, here you go. Yeah. That was not my structure this year. And I felt like I was constantly trying to play catch up with things. And I think that that was something that I need to get back to for this next year is how to organize organize all of that so that it's easily accessible. Well, and with that working file, it shows you their growth as well. I think one of the things that I, throughout the years, finally figured out was the Friday folder. And I feel like that one really helped me because like when it, when stuff was graded, went right in the folder. I did not pass out any papers to kids back that was graded because what do they do with it? They wad it up, they put it in their desk, it ends up on the floor, ends up it ends up everywhere but home, right? And so I developed this system and then the sheet that's at the very front of the folder where the teacher, the daily signature. So the parent just pulls the sheet out, signs that they read the newsletter, got all the work out. There's one side that says uh, keep it home. The other one says return they pull out the keep at home maybe they return like the book order or sign a permission slip on the other side and then they bring it back on monday and i do it on friday because it's for the following week which was really helpful i used to used to do it at the beginning of the week but then it was like i was missing things and that's what we did was we yeah. did, we did them on the beginning of the week and to me it was like all day monday i was frantically trying to get everything put together right and because i'm i don't go in on the weekends and so right. that's I, why it was good on Friday because then I didn't have to do anything. And I think I'm going to be switching it to Friday because I can spend all week packing up that folder and then yes. get it going. You well, know? And, and I'll it share that sheet with you that goes in the front of the folder mm-hmm. because it, it was amazing because it was also my contact with parents. Well, and the positive thing about doing it on Friday gives the parents a couple more days to, to, think to check it. You know, I always had judgment. I, I, I'm not typically a very judgmental person. I'm really not. But I always was like, really? You can't even check your kid's backpack. Oh, my gosh. You know how often my kids go to school and their backpack is probably has stuff in it from three weeks ago. (laughs) I was talking with my fiance and this is something that we're going to be creating a structure for in our in our house is we're going to take some baskets, some wire baskets and paint them the color of their choice. And it's going to go on their dresser. Um, Each of them have their own dresser and they they are going to be responsible. 
they're six and five, um, soon to be turning seven and six. Um, but they are going to be responsible for every day before their backpack gets hung up, pulling out the information that is important for us to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, we were cleaning their room, kind of reorganizing, and we're like, uh, well, this is the note about soccer camp that starts <laughs> this week that you <laughs> wanted to do, but you didn't give it to us, and now we don't we have can't time do it. to sign up, and you've missed right. out. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're working to create those structures, not only to teach them some responsibility of if this is important enough for you to tell us about it, you need to show us the note for it. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't get a note for it, we can't we can't sign you up for it. And we want to sign you up for things that you want to do. And so I think that those structures are going to be things that if we can teach those, and this kind of leads into the next part of what are structures that help us in our daily lives, mm-hmm. of because my fiance and I are so busy with work and businesses and all the things that we're doing and raising kids, how can we lessen that workload? And, and if, you know, as we tuck them in at night, we just grab their basket and pull it out and go, okay, this is important this week. This is important next week. Let's leave it in the basket if it's not important right now. And then it also teaches them that responsibility of if I want something, I need to turn it in. My cousin and I were actually talking about this the other night and she was asking me like, when is it too early to give kids responsibility? And I was like, it's never too early because I, I remember going to like a mom's group that I went to and my I think my kids were like four and they were already learned they already knew how to take showers and they already knew how to like put on their own clothes like at 18 months because I have twins so at 18 months I was done wrestling alligators in the morning (laughs) I was done we decided to play a game called let's get yourself dressed and so I feel like it's never too young to create structures and then she's like well then the guilt came in right that guilt she's like yeah but am i asking them to do too much and i was like no i mean those four if they were four year old about on the prairie they'd be milking (laughs) the cows and cutting corn so uh i said no it i feel like it gives them a structure and the responsibility so that they can be responsible when they get older Mm -hmm. and i think that there may be need (laughs) we maybe should have called this you know destigmatizing structures because i think all too often we think structures are in place for kids that have different abilities and i'm talking about our students that have learning disabilities cognitive disabilities those kinds of things but really typical children need these too yes um because it's all about creating that pathway for how can I get my child to go from not doing anything to doing what needs to happen so that they learn about their own responsibility. Yeah. And I think that we often think of, oh, a little individual schedule is because that kid can't focus on the big schedule. He needs his own schedule. No, every person can have their own structure to be able to move forward. Not so specialized. I mean, it's specialized for certain kids who need that extra support. Mm-hmm. But if we start out creating that structure now, when they get into a job where their boss is like, okay, on Mondays, this is due. On Thursdays, this is due. And oh, on every other Friday, you have to have this done before you get to go on your weekend. We now are creating structures now so that when it gets to that point, they know how to follow it and not be like, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're building independence. Yeah. And that's what we want. We want that. Let me tell you. You don't want them at your foot all the time and saying, I need this or I need that. I need help with this. Yeah. Where does this go? I need to do this. Yeah. Which, I mean, let me tell you, having kids that are, you know, six and five and they're like very similar, like very, very, (laughs) it's almost like having twins. Well, at times it's almost like having twins. And it's like, if we can help to create independence now, Mm -hmm. by the time 
time they're in middle school and high school and they have homework, I'm not going to have to go through and say it's time to do homework because that structure of entering their backpack and looking through, okay, is this important for me or is this important important for mom and dad? Mm-hmm. They're going to know how to do that by middle school and high school because of the structures we put in place now. It, I For me, it's like I have no patience. So when this I hear... When I hear... <laughs> When I hear parents complaining about, oh, I have to do this. And I was like, oh, well, my kids did that at 18 months, you know, because I taught them and I made it. Well, I made it fun. It's like, ooh, you know, but and, you know, anything with a timer is just fun. Kids love to be timed. Hey, I'm going to see how fast you can get on your shoes. Oh, our our now first grader was in kindergarten this last year. He um, got a timer from the dentist for brushing his teeth. They came into the school and they did this big thing and they got had a lesson. Yeah, they had a big lesson. That is a cool. kid who would go put toothpaste on his toothbrush, brush his tongue once, and <laughs> spit in the sink, now sits there and goes, Oh my gosh, you got tipped over. I have to start over. <laughs> oh, that's And he'll nice. brush his teeth for like four minutes because he's like, I just I gotta I gotta mind the timer. Right. You know, and it's like a structure mm-hmm. that would be the the timer itself. Right allowed the routine of brushing his teeth to be solidified. Yes. And he understands the reason behind it because of the lessons that were taught. Right. Instead of you hounding them, it hasn't been two minutes yeah. yet. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you know, we used to set a timer on the Alexa and that was fun for them too, but he can now see the he visual. Can, the visual is like key. That is brilliant. Like, okay. I, you know, half of it's gone. So that means that I need to move to the top or I need to move to the bottom or whatever right. it may be. Oh, I love that. I love that. Structures allow children to have predictability throughout the day. In looking at structures, a classroom schedule is huge. With this classroom schedule, children will know what is to come, where they are, where they are, and how much time is left in the day. If there are calming structures in the classroom, children will have the ability to know when and how to use these structures, thus giving more time to the teacher for teaching curriculum. With the use of structures, children are capable of building lifelong skills. This was JMJ Real Talk. Tune in next time for more on social-emotional health.